That's good. Amen. Yeah, I think so. Amen. God is good. Amen. Praise God. I just praise God that we have in church this morning. And he has a word for us. Amen. And I thank God for it. Amen. Listen, I've, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff concerning my faith. And I wonder sometimes, you know, Lord, do I really believe like you tell me to believe? Do I really act upon your word? I want to challenge you this morning because we're coming in a place where we need to understand God expects us to have faith in him. Amen. Faith is powerful. I know a lot of people misuse that word and they, they, they swing it around like it's a, 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 a little wand or something and gets them anything they want. It's not necessarily all, always true. Because tonight or today, as we stand here in this church, we have to understand that God expects us to believe him. Amen. And, you know, I, I'm, I was thinking about sitting right there when my mom was, my mom was singing uh, about that little saying he gave me about last year sometime. Fear is faith in the devil. Faith is fear in God. Uh, I, th I honestly believe I'm going to make some bumper stickers. And if you want one, you can have one. You're going to put it, we're going to go get some bumper stickers. I might call a printing place this, this week. Make me some bumper stickers and put them on the car. Put them on your car. Because that is the message. Fear will never get you anywhere. But faith will carry you all the way. <laughs> Listen, faith is powerful. We, like I said, I hear a lot of people misuse that word so many times and they take it out of context and they, they almost like it's a, a gimme jimmy type faith. Uh, it's all about God giving me and I don't give God nothing. Amen? It's all about what God can surrender and we don't surrender anything. Faith is walking with God. Faith is trusting in the Lord. Oh man, I feel his presence. Amen? We might just be a few this morning, but you know what? I feel his presence. God wants us to believe him this morning. The other day I was praying and he, he spoke to my heart. He said, son, you tell those people to believe me. You, you, you preach to have faith in me. And if we can't have faith in the Lord, this church is useless. If we can't have faith in the Lord, we're not going to heaven. And there's no promises that are coming to us. Come on, somebody. If we understand that, praise God, we're going to walk a long way. We have to know that God said it. Amen? Say amen or out or something. <laughs> Listen. We have to know that God said it. I feel his presence, amen. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we have in church this morning. The rain didn't stop us this morning, amen. Hallelujah. We have to know that God said it and it's sealed. If you're praying for something this morning, don't give up. Come on, somebody. Don't give up because God hears you. He hears you because you believe him. Don't hear you because you sing words or you sound religious or you begging. He hears you because you... You, you believe him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn over to Hebrews chapter, chapter 11 real quick. The hall of faith. <laughs> Boogie was talking about Abel this morning. And I told him, I said, Boogie, you need to go to 11, chapter 11. And he talks about in verse 4 about Abel by faith. Abel offered a, a more excellent sacrifice to, than Cain, though which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, and God testified of his gift, and through it, he being dead still speaks, or still alive, because the message is still right. Abel's faith is still right. Abel offered God a more excellent sacrifice. He offered his sacrifice based on faith. Based on what God spoke to him. And he acted upon that faith. Amen? 
And he offered the sacrifice and it was, it was accounted for him for righteousness. I thought I had to be righteous if I said, a, said enough prayers and went you know, to church a lot and read my Bible and prayed all the time. That's all good stuff. But he offered this sacrifice and by the testimony of God, he was righteous. So if he was righteous because of his, his obedience to God, what, we should, what should we do? When we pray, do we pray in faith? Do we act in faith? Do we believe in the, in the power of faith that God is going to move if we trust him? How many are praying for something this morning? I mean, something in your heart. You know what? Every word you speak, God hears it. Every, every syllable that you say in faith, every time you come before God and you establish that prayer before God, it's recorded in heaven. Might not happen right when you want it, but I bet it's on time. Come on, you might not, it might not happen when you want it, but I bet it's on time. Because God knows the time that we should pray. And God knows the time of the answer of your prayer. Listen, I've been in business, me and Jan, for 11 years right now. And you know what? I've never seen him. We, and when you're in business for yourself, you have to have faith. You don't have a steady check coming in like a lot of people. You got to wait on it. You got to trust God for it. And you know what? He's never let us down. Never. God has been so faithful to us. God has promised us so much. You know, he gives you things. He gives you a word. He says, I promise you, this is in my word. This is established by my word. So when you pray in faith, you have to balance that prayer by what God wants or what is in the will of God. How many know what the will of God is? I can tell you what the will of God is. His word. What does that mean? It means if he said it in here, it's his will, right? If he said it in his book, it's his will. It's his will to prosper you. It's his will to heal you. It's his will to bless you. It's his will to, to carry you forward in faith and strengthen you. Strengthen your, 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 it's, his, it's his will to answer your prayers. God is not a liar, okay? God is not short concerning his promises that some men count slackness, as Abraham said. But strong in faith, believing whatever God said, Abraham said, God was more than able to do it. You know, I, as a pastor, or I'm sorry, as a Christian, in the last few years I've seen some, some things as, as in people's lives. Not necessarily being judgmental, but I've seen where weakness was. And I've asked God, and listen, there's one lady, I went to pick her up to come to church. And in this long time, God's been telling me, he said, you know what's the matter with you? You don't have no peace in your life. She didn't say nothing. Now, now she, I don't think she goes to church. But the peace was missing. She was religious. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she made her presence known. And she tried to present herself as a godly person, but she had no peace. Does that make sense? Because she didn't seek the Prince of Peace. Her peace came on, on, on how much somebody accepted her. Or how many somebody could say, you're, you're, you're a Christian, you're, you're so faithful, and you're so this, and you're so... Listen, I can't draw... And his encouragement is good. I'm not knocking that. I need encouragement a lot of times. But in the long run, encouragement is not going to get my prayer answered before God. 
And what I'm saying is that sometimes we look for people to give us our answer. When God has already gave it, somebody say amen, praise God. God has already promised in his word. If you're a student of the word, if you read your Bible and know, I tell everybody, you know, when they're, when they're a Christ, young Christian, go to the Mardell's or go to a Christian and find your little promise book. And all that is, is that there are scriptures for every situation in your life. You don't have a problem with depression. The scriptures are there. Just go right to it. We need to buy a few of them, Jim. I'm going to go there tomorrow. I'm a, if you want one, tell me. I'm going to buy you one. Hey, there you go, Tim. I'm going to get you one tomorrow. It's very, it's very, very, very easy. Sister Moni, you want one? Get some names. And it, all it is is, you know, if you're struggling, they have verse for verse for verse for verse for verse. That's where you're going to get the victory. In the promises of God's word. A lot of people, they have trouble going through scriptures, you know. It's not that they, they don't know it. It's just that they're not good searchers. But this searched it out for you. It has it all laid out for you. You can go through the word yourself. Oh, man, I, mean, I never saw that before. Oh, man, look how good this sounds. Oh, man, God said this? My Lord, the promise, man, the promise, the promise of God through, through faith. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. <laughs> Listen, I feel it this morning. We have to hold on to that, praise God, because I know in my life, I'm talking about me, the only thing that's going to last is God's word. If I happen to go before the rapture happens, <laughs> I'm going to die with the word of God on my breath. I'm going to die with the faith of God's word in my life because that's what's going to carry me all the way through. My Lord Jesus. That's what's going to, that's what's going to get me to stand, Sister Monita. That's, what we, that's what's going to get me to, to go into those gates, praise God, one day to see the Lord. I know I ain't going to finish. Just, <laughs> oh, man, I just feel the presence of God. I dropped something, all right. <laughs> I feel his presence. Verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 11. I want to show you something. It's easy to have faith when the bank account is full. It's easy to have faith when the marriages are going good, the children are being behaved. It's easy to have faith when the church is full. Come on, somebody. It's easy to have faith when everything is going good. But what, when it, what about when it's not? What about when, it's, when there's pain and there's hurting? What about when there's things that you need? Spiritually, physically. Come on, somebody. In that song you sing, the God on the mountains is God in the valley also? It's the truth. God is, when you're on the mountain, he's still God when you're in the valley. See, when you're on the mountain, you can see everything. Everything looks beautiful, amen? You're sitting right on the top. Me and Janice went to Tennessee, and you remember we went on that mountain? And we, we rode a little car, went, and it's just the money. They had a little coffee shop right on the top of the mountain. And I, and I, could, see every, I could see all the valley. You know what I'm saying? So beautiful. With my hot cup of chocolate. And it was so nice. I could go back again. I, I, I could stay up there for about a couple of hours. Because you were on top of the mountain. <laughs> nobody, nobody can bother you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And it was so pleasant. Yeah. But you know, when you get back in the valley where there's people in trouble, come on, somebody. You get down there when everybody has problems and everybody wants to come and everybody's fighting everybody else and everybody's doing everything ungodly. 
it gets a little harder. But see, when you came down that mountain, he, was, he came down with you. <laughs> he met you in the valley. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I like this, praise God. I'm going to preach myself happy, Tim. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance. Verse 1. Things hoped for. For the for hope for the evidence of things not yet seen. Now watch. Listen, I know he's coming back one day. I have that hope of his soon return. See, when the world is trying to find an answer, I got the answer already. The hope of the coming of Christ, the hope that he's going to return for his church, the hope that he's going to take his church out of here one day. That is my hope. I believe that. Come on, somebody. I, don't, I have never seen it yet. I'll tell you what, I've never seen Jesus either. But you know what? I sure in the heck felt it. Felt him. When, I, when I needed him and when, when things were, 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 were in, when I was in trouble, he showed up. <laughs> oh, my God, he showed up. Let me tell you something, praise God. It gets dark when pain and sorrow and hurt comes to your life. But you know what? If you trust in the Lord, he'll show up. You have that faith. He's not going to leave you unattended to. He knows your heart. He knows what you're dealing with. I'm going to ask the same question I've been asking a lot. If I ask you today, do you believe God? The Bible says, well, yeah, I don't know. Do you believe him? <laughs> I believe God is real. I believe he's in heaven. No, do you believe him? Do you believe his word? Do you believe what he said that is for you? You know what this book is? I'm, I'm going to share something with you, but especially when you're dealing with the New Testament covenant. This is the love letter from God. He comes and he says, Lanny, I love you, son. And you know what? I'm there with you. I'm walking this walk with you. Whatever you face, I'm with you. You stay on that straight and narrow path because I'll carry you through. I had somebody I told the other day, I said, can you tell me the definition of the love of God? I can't. I really, I have no, no dictionary I can go to. Or some smart person could give me their answer. I just think the love of God is overshadowing us. It's, it's our strength. It's our hope. It's our faith. It's everything that we need. I've been through some dark times in my life as a Christian, as a preacher. And I saw some things I thought I never saw. And I got hurt and I got, I got bitter and I got hurt. And you know what I'm saying? God has healed me of that. I have no animosity toward anyone that has hurt me. Matter of fact, I do the opposite. I pray for them. And I intercede. Because, you know, i got to be free. You know what I'm saying? i got to be free to worship God. If I hold this in my heart, in my life, I, I can never come express my love toward God. <coughs> That's where my faith comes in. Y'all, I feel the presence of God. That's when I know that I've been freed. And I can, I can forgive and I can, I can worship God now. I can go forward in my faith with the Lord. How important is that? The most important thing you do is walk with God. You walk with the Lord. Your faith will carry you. I know faith is real because I've experienced it, y'all. You can't walk with God without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. 
He wants to bless us. He wants to prosper us. He wants to heal us. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but this is good. Praise God. We must believe that he is. And that is a reward of them that what? Diligently seek him. How many of you ever got desperate for something? And then don't all die. You, there's just something, and you know your heart was aching for it, and, and, and you took time and sought God and got an answer. Because God, you had to really want what you was asking God for. If it's just a religious prayer, God is not interested in that, praise God. He's not interested in religious prayers. He wants a broken and a contrite spirit. The Lord said he will not despise a broken and a contrite spirit. God loves you. He wants you to come. This is your God. He's my God, but he's your God. He's personal. My relationship with God reflects me and her relationship, me and Janice's relationship. It's Janice. But my relationship with her is not my relationship with God. My, God my, my relationship with God reflects the relationship I have with her. But she has her own relationship with God. I have my own relationship with God. As much as I love my wife, I can't make her believe, even though we want. We have to encourage each other. We have to build each other up. And increase faith in each other's heart. But I can't put faith in my wife's heart. She has to receive it for herself. Listen, when you walk out that door today, it's you and God. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? You look at life based upon what God said. Listen, things will happen. Don't go out of this, this building depressed. And say, I'm going back to the same mess. No, you're not going back to the same mess. You don't have to go back to the same mess. You can walk out of here with God on your side. He'll never leave you, nor nor will he forsake you. That's just some tough stuff, but is it true? How important is your faith this morning? It should be your breath. It should be your life. It should be everything that you do, you have to apply faith. Well, how do I I believe? It says to trust him. Come before him and believe what he says. I might not understand everything in this book, but I believe it. If he says something in the scriptures, I have to stand on it. I have to stand on his word and say, God, I might not understand it all, but I believe it. I made my mind up, even as a Christian, older Christian, that I'm going to trust Jesus. And I'm going to believe Jesus. And I'm going to put Jesus before anything else or anybody else. Because he promises me something. One day, the Lord tarries. I'm going to die one day. I want to die with Jesus, not with religion. I want to die knowing that I'm right with God. And that God, oh my God, God had to minister to me and change my life. That everything about my life has to focus on the Lord. And it's not that complicated. It's called transforming your mind and renewing it in the likeness of the Lord. Saying today, I'm going to believe you, God. I'm going to believe you. I want to go tomorrow. I'm going to, Tim, I'm going to get you one too. Sister Moni, if you want one, I'm going to get those. It's real easy. One of the, other than the Bible, the best little tools you can have. Because if you're going through something, it shows you exactly what God promised. You know what I'm saying? Exactly what God said. And you read that. And you say, God, this is your promise. This is what you said. Watch your spirit be set free. Watch your heart be set Look, you can worship God because you say, God, I thank you for it. And believe it. Stand on it. 
God is good. He's going to make a way. God's going to take care of you. Hallelujah. You know, most people say, well, where was God when, when, I, when my life was getting messed up? But where were you? <laughs> God gave you a, a plan. He gave you a set way. God is a very jealous God. I mean, listen to him. People say, well, God is not. Yes, he is. He's not going to share you with anybody. If your life and luxuries get in the way, God's not going to say, well, you, you know, uh, choose me on top. He says, you either walk with me or you don't. Because God, listen, it's, this is not about how it makes God feel. It's about how it makes us feel. It's about us growing in the Lord, us receiving the things of God. God's got everything. He doesn't need me and you. What can I offer the Lord but my life? Worship, praise. These things are gifts that you can give to God. There is something you can give to God that's going to go to eternity, praise God. And that's worship the Lord. Trust Him. Have faith in Him. Believe Him. Praise Him. You might say, I don't have a lot of money. Listen, listen, listen money's good. Church needs money, but that's not what God's after. He's after your faith. He's after you to believe Him and worship Him. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Look at verse 6. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, I can't get time to read the whole chapter because it's, it's so, so full of context in it. In other words, it's got so much information. But all these men of God, from Abel to Moses to Noah to David to Samson, all these men of God believed them. They obtained favor from the Lord. If you ever read the Old Testament, especially the book of Genesis, there wasn't a Bible. They didn't have a Bible. They just trusted God. Of course, thank God for the Bible. Where would we be without this book? But they had an understanding that God is a God that demanded faith. Abraham believed in God and it was accounted on him for righteousness. He offered his faith to Jehovah. He offered his faith to God. And God promised him a son. And he looks at his body. And he looks at Sarah. God, have you seen Sarah lately? She just, she just don't got it no more. She's an she's old, old lady. How she's going to bear children? So Sarah gave Abraham... His handmaid, Hagar. Back then, if, a, if, a, if a, a woman couldn't bear a child, she usually, the custom was that they would give their slave girl and she would bear a son for her husband. But what the thing is, God didn't tell Abraham to do that. He said, I'm going to give you a son through Sarah. So Abraham listened to Sarah and he brought Ishmael into the world. Today, the world is still fighting with Ishmael. All them Arabian people, that's all the children of Ishmael. Deniers of Jesus Christ, deniers of the gospel, killing Christians left and right. Now, if he'd only waited, Isaac was coming. <laughs> the promised child was coming. He said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And then Isaac 
shall thy seed be called. And Isaac, what was Isaac? Isaac was the promised child. He was the one that God promised to him. Isaac blessed the world with Jacob and, and, and all the children of Israel. Now we come down to, through Isaac came Jesus Christ. The promised child. <laughs> the real promised child. Who died on the cross for our sins. We didn't have to have an Ishmael in the world. God didn't want Ishmael in the world. Ishmael was Abraham's choice. Isaac was God's choice. What does that mean? Because faith had to operate. And faith through Isaac brought the Lord Jesus Christ into the world. Ishmael through Abraham brought Ishmael in the world. And what we got because of Ishmael today, the world is still groaning because of Ishmael. Talk about his children. Faith in what God said, if Abraham would have only done what God said. Let me tell you something this morning. If you failed God in the past, God can forgive you. And he wants you to start all over again. And all those promises he made, I thank God he'll give them right back to you. Hear me? We're coming to the end in this, 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 this world. I mean, the world is getting worse and worse and worse. What are we going to do as Christians? Are we going to put our tail between our legs and run? Or are we going to stand up for the gospel? That might be a time we might better gather in this church. Or if we gather, they're going to want to kill us. We got people right now that's fixing to get in this government that hates the church with a passion. They don't want the gospel preached. They don't want Jesus Christ preached. You remember when the, when the Jews uh, threatened uh, Peter and John? Telling them, we don't want y'all preaching in that name anymore. Yeah, because they didn't want it because the devil didn't want it. Satan has come. See, Satan goes to church. Oh, come on, really? He comes to church. He sits back there and somebody's hearing a message like this and they say, you believe that? You believe that? What about when your mama died or your daddy died or your child died? What was God then? Come on, you, you don't think he goes to church? I've heard that story so many times. I said, come on, somebody. Where was God then? God was there with you. Because it is appointed on men once to die. I don't make that date. God does. There's a time to live and there's a time to die. There's time to plant and there's time to reap what was planted. Everything under the season, there's a sun. Under the sun, there's a season. But God is with you. Till the rapture happens or Christ comes, we're going to die. Unless Jesus comes first. Is it going to be important what church you went to? Is it going to be unchurch, uh, important how, how big you are in the church? How, if you can talk in tongues and, and run across the church? It's going, to be, it's going to be, you want to know what you do with my son Jesus. Is your faith in the Lord. I'm almost ready to close, y'all. Praise God. I, just, I, don't, I, I think the Lord said enough. I think the Lord has spoken enough. He's got his word out. 
Turn with me, and still right there in chapter 11. There's one verse I, want, I picked out this morning that the Lord told me to call a key verse. Verse 15. Talking about Sarah and Abraham again. And truly, if they had called to mind the country from which they came out, they would have the opportunity to return. And what that means is that they didn't look back <laughs> when they left the country God told them to leave. God said, you leave the, the country of the, the, uh, the Chaldeans and or in the Chaldeans and you go to a land that I show you. And if they would look back and said, well, what are we doing? We, we're leaving all that stuff, all, the, all our family, all our money, all, everything else we're leaving right... And, and they went back. But they chose not to look back. They chose to hold to the promise of God that I'm going to give you a land. And you're going to call it your own. It's going to be your land. You know what? Most of these people, he promised, died before they saw it, but they never gave up. They were looking for a city and a builder and maker, which was God. God promised them a city. I mean, know what that city is. That's heaven. That's glory. They were looking for that city. They were looking for the city. They're building. Men build cities on the earth. Not God. Men build cities on the earth. But they were looking for a city that God was the builder. Excuse me. That God was the establisher. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for that same city. Hey, praise God. I'm looking for a time when I can walk into glory and meet my Lord. Praise God. I'm looking for that city that the building maker is God. That's the promise he wants to give us today. Today, That's the reward, the greatest reward. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despised in shame. And he took the persecution for us. He took the death for us that we can find that city. What a great promise. And it's your city and my city. It's a city that God promised us. If I look, constantly look back on the world and say, well, I had it better. At least I could have fun and I had friends and I had all that other Listen, that's dead back there. Come on. I don't know where I would be if this Christ I'm talking about when it came into my life, this book when it came into my life, where would I be today? I wouldn't be right here. I'd probably be dead. Lot and his wife and his daughters were told to get out of Sodom. Oh, Lord Jesus. Leave the place. I'm going to destroy it. There's too much sin in this place. I can't take it. God couldn't take it anymore. So when God got them out, his daughters and his wife, they went a little ways. And all of a sudden, what did Lot's wife do? What was she looking for? God warned him, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. What was she looking back for? Because what she left back there, that's what she wanted. She loved the sin and she loved the world and she loved the activities of society that she was in. <coughs> she turned to a pillar of salt. God don't want us looking back. He don't want us regretting what we left behind. If you're looking for a better life in the Lord, go forward. 
Paul said it, forgetting those things that are behind me, pressing forward for those things that are ahead. God don't want us looking back on past failures. God don't want us looking back. Listen, we've repented of our sins. It's clean before God. God is not going to hold you guilty for sins that he's forgiven you of. Your life is brand new. You're starting brand new. You're focusing upon God. You walk. Listen, I'm not perfect, praise God. I got problems in my life, but I'm still going forward. When I know that sin in my life, I got to stop and say, God, get this out. Three things I pray for in the morning. Take away the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life away from me. It ain't worth this, this, this world to give up for God. I got too much in the Lord. Too much I got to look forward to. To think that the world can give me an answer. Amen. And I'm going to read this last verse in 16. But now they desire a better than this. Talking about what they came out of. A better than this. A heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Hallelujah. <laughs> for he has prepared a city for them. <laughs> what has he done? He's prepared a city for them. What has he done? He's prepared a city for you, Jan. Mom, Tammy, Lord, Boogie. Just a morning, all of us. He has prepared the city for. Listen, it's there. We just got to get to it. How do you get to it? You walk in faith. The Lord has a, has a track he set for us, and I'll keep saying that. It's a little narrow path. I can walk on this little, little thing right here. Watch, it's hard for me to do this. See, I can walk on this little. You know, if I had it like this, I was all right. You know, I can go. But the, and the road is narrow because it's straight. And it don't bend to the left, and it don't bend to the right, right? Yeah. It's straight. And, and along that road, like we talked about the Pilgrim's Progress stuff, there's everything on the side of this road ready to pull you off of it. There's people, disappointments, defeats, uh, dis discouragement, bitterness, all, all that is there to come here to pull you on one side or the other. You can't let it happen. You say to yourself, God has promised me. That if I trust him, I can stay on that straight and narrow. I'm looking for a city where the building maker is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a promise. One day this is all going to end. One day it's all going to end. Where will you be? Will you find that city? Will you find the city? How do you find it? This, this path about as narrow as this Bible. Huh? Look, why like this? And I'm just using this for illustration, but look how narrow your Bible is when you close it. But everything you need is in that book. Everything you need is in this book. And I, listen, you don't have to read the whole book one night. Choose a few chapters a night before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning. I get up in the morning, I listen to it. I read it, I'll go, I'll have my, I got to keep that word in my heart. <laughs> I've asked the Lord the other day when I was praying, I said, Lord, let me remember the things I forgot. Revive the word in my heart that I I've, I've, haven't thought about in a while. And allow me to let my thoughts think, God. Let my thoughts think you. Let my thoughts think what you say. Amen? Let's stand up, praise God. I believe this was the Lord this morning, okay? I'm not saying... None of you is not saved. That's not what I'm saying tonight. But how much do you trust God? All right? 
how much have you put your faith in the Lord? You know, God told me when I came back here, he said, son, you just keep plowing. Don't look at the numbers. Sometimes we got some more than the other, but he said, you keep plowing. God has made a way for this little church. And it's going to go on for a while, Mr. Monita. I'm hoping to Jesus come back. He's taking care of us. He says, I want you to do this. I was driving my dump truck the other day, and I, and I was listening to a message I preached. It takes the blood. You remember when I preached that message, it takes the blood? And I was listening to that message on a Spotify, and God moved on my heart. He just moved on my heart. He said, son, you tell people to trust in the blood and, do, and trust in one way. And that's in my way, Jesus. Listen, somebody says, well, you think you have the only way? Yes, I do have the only way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So you can't go through Mary. You can't go through Muhammad. You can't go through Peter. You can't go through somebody else. Somebody that tells me, yes, I do have the only way. Because Jesus is the only way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God.